Who's been doing some holiday reading? Oh, Beck. <laughs> Not as many people as I thought. Kerry, yes, yes, there's a few. Andrew at the back. As many of you know, I am now a reader. Love reading. Been reading for all of about one year. Um, but we've been doing some holiday reading and we've had a book that sort of circulated its way around our family. And the book is called The Light Between Oceans. Has anyone read that? There's a few. It is like emotionally exhausting. It is kind of awful and kind of beautiful all at the same time. At the back of the book it says, this is a story about right and wrong and how sometimes they look the same. It's a really heart-wrenching story about a lighthouse keeper and his wife and they're on their island off the West Australian coast and on the shore comes a shipwreck or a little, a little boat and there's a dead man and a crying baby and at that point they have to choose what they're going to do and as they make their cho choices about what to do with this baby and as the story unfolds, it's hard to escape the darkness Essentially, nobody wins. It's a tragic story where one person's happiness has direct implications on someone else. Right and wrong become really hard to decipher and you're not really sure who in the story you're barracking for. And all the while, there's the story of the lighthouse keeper and his desire to maintain the light as part of his duty and his service to those at sea. There's no way out for all involved. Sometimes life presents us with moments or seasons or even lifetimes where there seems to be no way to escape the darkness. Domestic violence, maxed out credit cards, Infertility, brain injuries, dead-end jobs, poverty, family feuds, grief, chronic pain, addiction. Darkness is all around us. And even if we don't agree or don't see it, there is certainly a lot of shades of grey. What is right and best? What is good and what is better? What is fair and what is just? There are two key moments in the God story, the story our Bible tells. Both of these key moments start with darkness. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the deep. In the very beginning, we are told there was darkness. And God's first mighty act is to inject light. Let there be light, God says. Before the sun, before the land, before mankind, there was light. And the next key moment, John chapter 1, in the beginning. And here we have Jesus, the Word, present with God in this very beginning. John talks about Jesus being there, forming, creating, 
forming and creating light. And John writes that Jesus, the true light, was coming into the world. The light shines in the darkness. God's desire is to see light shine into darkness. And God saw that the world was shrouded in darkness and so he sent the true light, Jesus, to start something new. Jesus himself says, I am the light of the world. And as we heard last year when we wrapped up our series in the Beatitudes, Jesus also says that you are the light of the world. Use, use kingdom people, the people he described as meek, as mourning, as poor in spirit. Those people are those inheritors of the kingdom. They are the light of the world. Many times in the history of Atrio, we've come across this picture of a lighthouse. It's been prayed over us. It connects us to a history beyond our time. It speaks to a deep yearning in the fabric of our church. We exist to shine light into darkness. A lighthouse is significant in darkness and in storms. A lighthouse shines so bright that it cuts through the darkness and pierces the night sky and can be seen for kilometres away. A lighthouse has a sense of presence, predictability, reliability. It warns of danger and it guides people home. It's there and available to any who may seek it. It's a really interesting picture to consider the church as a lighthouse, shining in the darkness, warning, helping, guiding, its brightness made more significant in contrast to the darkness which is around it. Lighthouse is going to be our theme for 2019. It's the picture that we're going to be reminded of when we consider who Jesus is, who we are and who we are together. God has called Atrio to be a lighthouse. Jesus has called you to be a light bearer. What might this mean? What might it look like for us as a community to embrace this and live it out fully? Today we're going to start this process of exploring this idea as us as light bearers by mapping our commitment to be light in darkness. We love that you've gathered with us today, forming our collective lighthouse. But where will you be tomorrow? Who is God calling you to be light to? We're going to discuss in a moment at our tables or around people who are around us where we live, work, rest and play. Where do you feel God is calling you to be a bright light? What would it look like for light to shine into darkness? Last year when we did the Beatitudes, we had various people in our community share and Dave Wakeling, when he got up, he asked the question, when a kingdom person enters the room, does something shift? Is it different? Does the room change? Does it feel different? Does something lighten? When you're present, is there light? 
a glow, a beacon of hope that wasn't there before. At work, do you stand up for the most ethical, most honest and most caring option when you're sitting in a meeting? How well do you know your colleagues and your team? Do you demonstrate a genuine care for them beyond the workplace? At home, do you serve your family and those around you with your whole self, giving your time rather than taking time for yourself? Do they get more of your attention than your device? What about when you're grabbing a coffee? Do those who serve you, do you look them in the eye? Do you make a moment of light for them in their day? Do you leave them feeling brighter and happier than when you walked in? If you imagined all these places that you go, where you work, where you live, where you rest, where you play, if you saw them as opportunities to shine light, what would you do differently? It's going to require you to make a choice before you go into these places, actively choosing to be light. It's going to require you to pray, to ask for God's help that he would shine through you. And it's going to require you to act and follow through on some things that bring light. So I've put stickers on most tables and if there's not, there's some on the coffee bench over here. And what I want you to do is I want you to share just one place that you feel that God is calling you to be light. And I want you to just share what it might look like for you to bring light into that place. And then you can do more than one sticker, but we're going to actively stick them onto my map of Sydney. Now, a caveat. I have zoomed in on part of Sydney. And so if your live, work, rest, play does not feature, please place it in the border based on where you feel you should be. Some go further west, some like me go further south. Some might go further north, but you get the picture. We want to create a map that shows where we go. And we're going to use this throughout the year. We're going to pray for one another in these places. We're going to add to this map as we feel led. And we're going to be reminded that we are light shining in darkness as we go from this place. So please share on your tables just one place. And then feel free to stick more than one sticker on our map over here. Thanks.